episode 80 of the Midnight Triple Feature podcast. You can find us on the web at midnighttriplefeature.com. You can subscribe to our channels through iTunes, Stitcher Smart Radio, and anywhere podcasts can be found. You can also follow us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. For today's episode, we are discussing BFW. This podcast may contain spoilers. Enjoy. All right, welcome to this episode of Midnight Triple Feature. Coming at you once again from live and Zoom. <laughs> I am Mike. On Zoom with me is Adam. Hello. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I, I went back and watched a lot of things like uh, Human Nights from the Deep. I rewatched Mad Men. I rewatched. Actually, I rewatched Mad Men twice because it's that good. Yeah, um, Pumpkinhead, The Creature of Destruction. I watched all oh, the Night of Demons. Um, let's see here, Carnival of Souls, the thing. Let me get to. Um, I watched It's Alive, <clears throat> Salem's Lot. Where the hell are the movies I'm looking for here? Ginger Snaps. These are not the ones I want to talk about. Chopping. All right, so here we go. I watched. Which one was this? Uh, did you watch Hellmaster? No, but I've seen it on Shutter. Um, it's it's kind of weird. It's like uh, like I wanted it to be really good, but it's not. Well, it looks it looks interesting, right? Yeah. So it's about like this. It's like he's a teacher, and he injects people with like a serum <laughs> that turns them into um demons i guess and the whole thing is to open up the gates of hell so it's a really interesting concept mm. it's actually really interesting to watch but it's one of those movies where you just kind of want it to be over at some point you're just like okay i get the premise like they just kind of repeat everything it's one of those repetitive types. yeah yeah, um, yeah so i would say you know if you're just sitting around you got nothing else to watch you can watch that but did you watch it on Shutter? It is on Shutter. Yeah, right? I watched it on Shutter. It looks like it's funny because the photos on IMDb, like there's some effect shots that look kind of interesting. Like, were there good special effects in it? No? Yeah, the uh, they were decent. You know, I've seen way better, but no, that was yeah probably for like the, the low budget. Yeah, that was probably the best, you know, like uh, blood squirting out and stuff like that looked pretty good. You know, mm. the makeup for like the demons when they transform is pretty good. That was yeah, probably the best I mean, thing out of it. The still frames are selling me on having to watch this, but I believe you that it's not actually as good as it looks. Yeah, no, it's one of those movies where you watch <laughs> it and you're like, I've seen it. Um, mm. Now I want to talk to somebody else about how shitty it is. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. It's something you'll probably never watch twice. Well, this is going on my list. I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, definitely mm. check it out. Um, another thing you can put on your list uh, that's also on Shutter is porno. Yeah, how was that? How was that? Um, decent. It's weird. It's like <clears throat> so these kids they work in a movie theater, mm -hmm. and they find these tapes. <clears throat> And it's weird because they're all Christian and so is like the yeah. owner. So they do like a prayer before they, you know, their shift every day and all that stuff. So they're very God believing people. And right. the, the uh, projectionist is kind of like a rock and roll guy turned Christian. 
So he used to be into like, you know, cocaine and, you know, heavy metal music and all that stuff. And then he became a Christian. Right. And the thing is, at the end of the night, it's their night to do whatever they want in the theater. The owner says, I'll be back to lock up when you guys are done. Um, (laughs) Tell him what you want played and watch whatever you want, you know. So they're, they find these tapes. Um, I won't give away how they find them, but they find these tapes and with a bunch of other stuff and they go and play it and they think it's a porno because they're a Christian. So they don't really know what porn is because they never watched porn, but it's not really a porno. It's more of like a sacral, what is it called? Like when you sacrifice somebody like a sacrificial, yeah, like a sacrificial type video. I mean, there are there are dicks and, and nudity in the film they're watching, but right. it's more of like um, more of like a devil worshiping type thing that comes to life in the theater. Yeah. You know, they by by playing this tape, there's right. a little more yeah. to it that I don't want to spoil. But this tape kind of comes to life and within the theater, and it's 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 awesome. Like once oh. that part happens and everything is happening in the theater. It's really cool. It, 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 so um, I think you'll enjoy that one. It's a little, kind of a little slow going in the beginning because mm-hmm. they kind of rush through the character development and then they try to pick it back up as the movie's going along, which is kind of a weird way to do it. Right. That's the only way I can explain the way they do it. Like, instead of kind of telling you like about all these kids ahead of time, they're, they're trying to tell their stories while the movie is progressing. So that's kind of weird, but... Mm-hmm. You know, other than that, it's actually really good. Okay. I wound up watching the new Castle Freak. Oh yeah, how was that? <laughs> I think I was texting. Was I was texting you? You messaged watching, right? me that you were watching it, but it it, it sounded like it wasn't very good. But um, not <laughs> anything like the Charles Band movie. Yeah, well, that's not surprising. Yeah, it's it's kind of it kind of wants to be its own thing. But at the same time, it it wants to be the original. It wants to cash in on, you know, the Castle Freak name. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, kind of the same concept, um, except that this chick goes blind, her and her boyfriend move into the castle. Okay. It's yeah. kind of like a, like a, into drugs and stuff and, invites his drug addict friends to come over to help him move everything in because they're moving in and then there's a creature that lives in the walls okay um i was trying to think and the charles ban one does the freak get let go by somebody or did he break loose himself i couldn't remember he he breaks loose i thought yeah that's what i thought he breaks loose on his own right yeah yeah. Okay. So they do something different in this one. Okay. Um, and then there's like a whole weird ritual thing where it, it, it it's batshit crazy. Like the mother is naked doing some weird ritual and stabbing okay. herself. And okay. um, yeah, the, the the original is much better. This one's definitely worth a watch just to see the differences. And, yeah, I'm curious just for that reason, just to see. Yeah, and um. Like the creatures obsessed with like sex, which I don't know how. He is in the first movie too. If you uh, you might not remember it, but um, 
He is, but not as prominent as it is in S1. He's castrated or whatever. So if I remember, or maybe not, maybe he's, there's something weird going on down there in the first movie. Oh yeah. So there is in this (laughs) one too. And they actually, um, that's why I was trying to figure out in this one, is it, is it a castration or is this a chick? Yeah, because I thought it was a castration. Castle Freak has sex with somebody. <laughs> right? right? Like rides a dude, but is it oh. a chick or is it just because there's a hole there because there's no balls and penis left? <laughs> so just watch it and then you, you you can tell me next episode. Like you'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll see that part and you go, what the fuck? But huh. um, right. yeah, yeah. So Castle Freak definitely has sex with somebody. I, I'll spoil that part. Um, <laughs> just weird, bro. Um, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, but then I watched uh, the Creep Show Holiday Special. Yeah, I, I did watch that. Decent, man. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, me too. It, like, I see some people online saying that it was like too, like, almost, almost too out there, but like. I don't know, man. Like I thought it was hilarious. Like the uh, the the I like I don't want to spoil it either for anyone who hasn't seen it. But like the one dude who believes he turns into a turtle. Yes. Like <laughs> and the other dude's like the 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 other the other guy goes. This guy's eating people. You get into your bathtub and eat lettuce. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's so great. And then the way they play Santa into the whole thing is just like. I like the way they did that, though. It's so brilliant and insane. You know, like yeah. the whole thing is so insane. But I, I thought it was a blast. I I think one of the best creep show episodes that they've made yet. It was so much yeah. fun. I don't want to spoil like the. Yeah. The army of people that come in. But right. now it's got me thinking, in real life, are all those people that, like, is that what they're know, doing? Right. Are they, like, like guardians, basically? Like, yeah, are they, yeah, are they just, like, it, like, because I've walked into a mall and had them, like, look at me, you know, weird, and I'm like, <laughs> shit, are they going to, like, beat my ass or something? Maybe that's why every once in a while on the news you see one attacking somebody. Yeah, right. <laughs> maybe that's, maybe. maybe they're not drunk, maybe that's the reason. Um, yeah, I thought it was very clever. Um, yeah, it was really good. Funny, too, yeah. Um, I watched this movie Mohawk. How was that? Um, really good concept. Yeah, it sounded super um, interesting. It, it and it, and and it really um really hits on how um how the white man would like treated my people, right? Like, um, so like. <laughs> Like your people attacked my people for no reason. No, I'm I'm one of your people. Oh, you're one of my people too. Oh, yeah, you I, are. I, yeah. I, I have yeah, and um, the, it got shadowed too much. It was just a, a great movie. So, like, there's a um, there's a chick that is um, she's a mohawk, or not right. a mohawk, a uh, um, there's a name for them, but they're kind of like the ones that are more of the fighters, the scalpers, you know, like the, uh, but anyway, so she's like trying to get back to her family and she has two lovers. One's a pilgrim 
and one is a um, part of her tribe. And both of them, I mean, it's kind of in the trailer, both of them um, get killed. And then she's trying to make it back to her people. And then all this shit is happening. And the white man, like these soldiers are out to get her. So they're just literally murdering everybody around her. And then (laughs) she winds up killing like the son of the the captain of the soldiers. So now he's all hell-bent on just pretty much killing every Indian if possible to get to her. Um, really great concept, just overshadowed by the most shitty acting you'll ever see. Oh, no. Like literally, you have two settings: you have the woods, and you have the Indians' hey. camp. You have nothing else. Your movie is ninety-five <laughs> percent woods. Okay, so you don't have a budget on a set. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. your shit is in actors, actresses, and camera and audio crew. There's right. your budget. And you couldn't even fucking figure that out. Um, yeah, just really, really terrible acting. Absolutely terrible. The main chick, she's not even believable as a Native American. Not even believable. Well, that was the thing, too. Was so When I saw the trailer, I was like, I was wondering if, if that was going to feel not authentic. Because she didn't look it in the trailer either. But, yeah, I mean, I'm looking now and she's. Oh, she was a Mohegan, right? That's right. what I said. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was uh, um, part of the Mohegan tribe. Is Native American though? In real life, the actress. So she's from the a Mohawk reservation in in Canada. She, she does not up. look like when she goes up yep. with her family when she's there with her family, yep. and yep. you can tell all of them are probably really Native American. They look it, they play the part, and you look at her and you go. You do not look Native American at all. She is <laughs> like legit. Wow. Grew up on a reservation. It says that's weird. Yeah, she does. And she's not been look. in a ton of movies. Oh, I, I didn't even like, look her up. A, I'm looking now. I'm like a ton of stuff. Movies, TV shows. I mean, wow, it's been a lot. I wonder if she's been to Mohegan Sun Our <laughs> casino. Oh yeah. Well, she's um, a Canadian Mohawk, says so. Probably uh, not. Yeah, see, I'm Narragansett. <clears throat> I am Algonquin. Algonquin. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like the forest here and like down the street from my house? <laughs> no, seriously. Oh, I live, oh, man, I have no idea. Oh, I live I just, right next I just to the know that forest. I just know. Yeah, that. Yeah, it is. I just, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it definitely is. Yeah, it's got to be. That's probably what it's saying. I'm uh, so then you're not far from me because down in the forest is where my grandfather's mother lived, the lighthouse. She was the okay. last one to live in the lighthouse. Okay. That's where his family's from. My, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, my something, I don't remember what it, which relative it was, but many, many years removed at this point, but was married to a Native American. So. I'm like point. I'm like point eight percent Algonquin or something like that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, very small percentage. Yeah, but, I'm only I'm only four things. I'm mostly Italian. Yeah, uh, and then Irish and uh, Native Irish Indian Italian. That's it. No, mm-hmm. I'm only three things because my dad and my dad was half Irish, half Italian. My mom was half Native American. 
half Italian because my grandmother's from Italy. Mm-hmm. What else did I watch? Um, oh my God, bro. So I've been watching, I'm not going to go through them. I've been watching, I didn't even log them all. A ton of uh, Kung Fu movies. Oh yeah. Yep. And not just like any Kung Fu movies. They've been playing a lot of um, on the Kung Fu channel. Mm-hmm. They've been playing a lot of like the weird, out of the <laughs> ordinary Kung Fu movies. I'm not talking like the 70s style. I'm talking like monkeys flying around, you know, superpowers, super swords. Uh, you got to watch the area, the era of vampires in 2003. Okay. The weirdest Kung Fu movie you're ever going to watch. Other than the one I'm about to tell you, it's Kung Fu versus Vampire Kung Fu Vamp. Hold on, Kung Fu Vampires versus Kung Fu Fighting Vampire People. <laughs> I don't even know how to tell you how to, like how it goes, but there's it's just it's Kung Fu and Vampires. Check it out. I don't okay. know how to describe that one to you. That's if you want to see this really weird one. Um, look up Journey to the West Conquering the Demons. Okay, so that one I've actually heard of. Um, um and I've never the weirdest kung fu movie I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. There is a <clears throat> tiny monkey, yeah, that is like the main demon. And he right. flies all over the place. He can fly. He can stop swords with his arms. And um, okay. he scalps people with his bare hands. And then it's it's weird, bro. Like, it's weird. Okay. Um, that one there, we should actually probably do on a show sometime. Okay. Uh, I've only seen it subtitled. I don't know if it comes mm-hmm. dubbed, but I don't think you mind subtitles. So. I don't know. Oh. Um, that one I've actually heard of. That one I'm Yes. Aware. Now it's weird because when I logged this one, Journey to the West came up as its own movie. Only There's a whole bunch movies. of these movies called Journey to the West. Yeah. So you want Conquering the Demons from 2013, Stephen Chow. Yep. That's the one I was just looking at. Yeah. So the cover, what does this cover look like? It's got like a big Buddha on it. Yep. Which actually plays a part in the movie, which is weird. Yeah. It's all about like, where's your God now? Your God can't help you and all this other stuff. Yeah, this guy. this guy also did um Kung Fu Hustle, which I kind of, I love Kung Fu Oh, yeah, Hustle. Kung Fu. Yeah, oh, I mm-hmm. didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I've been watching a ton of Kung Fu stuff, but this channel has mm-hmm. been playing a lot of that weird kind of off-the-cuff stuff. Um, it hasn't right. been playing the traditional Kung Fu movies that we're used to watching. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely check that one out. Mm-hmm. Put that one on your list. Yeah. It's a fun one to watch. But, yeah, no, so, yeah. what have you been watching? Anything? Um, well, a lot, but uh, I'll just go through a few. Um, so, you know, Shudder, I've been watching a lot of Shudder. Um, have you seen The Cleansing Hour on Shudder? No, but I saw that. It's on Shudder, right? Yeah. Um, so, pretty good. It's, uh, basically, there's this this product, these guys, right? Um, and they produce this show on, it's like a, basically like a YouTube show. It's like a live internet show they do where this one guy claims to be a priest and he does exorcisms live on YouTube. And uh, it's all a scam, right? It's all bullshit. 
And then one day, or one show, the guest actually is does get possessed, and he has to do the exorcism live, even though he's not a real priest and has never actually done an exorcism before. Um, so he's now actually having to, like, basically the demon forces him to like air all of his bullshit to the world. Um, and uh, it's like a really small cast, single location kind of movie. Like, the, most of it takes place in the, their studio. Um, but it was relatively short, like, really well paced, some good effects work. Uh, interesting idea. Like, ha- I recommend it. It's pretty well done. Um, it's on sh- uh, I, think I, I think that might be on my list on Shutter. It's definitely on Shutter. That's where I watched it. Um, I just I thought the idea was interesting. It's it's got some humor in it, but it also is goes pretty dark at times. Um, but like I like exorcism movies, but most of them are pretty pretty terrible. This one's actually not bad. Um, does some kind of new and interesting things with the idea. Another uh, Shutter oh, movie. The, uh, you said the Cleansing Hour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it is on my list um, already. Yeah, you should check that out. It's um, it's pretty good. I watched uh, Thirty Two Malasanya Street. It's also on Shutter. So it's a uh, Spanish, I think. So it's subtitled. Uh, this family moves into this apartment, like real cheap rent, and it's haunted, of course. <clears throat> and uh, it's 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 very like con- or conjuring and poltergeist like. Like at one point, little boy disappears. They can't find him, like very poltergeist. <clears throat> um, the ending gets kind of out of control the way the conjuring did. There's like kind of like an exorcism type scene in it. Uh, it's not bad. Um, you know, I, I really liked parts of it, and in other parts, it's kind of like lost me a bit. I got bored with it. Oh, I would recommend, Rose. I would recommend, can you hear me? No, no, my phone. I was trying to look at uh, shuttered. Oh yeah, That's yeah. Why I got a new phone? Yeah, <laughs> this shit keeps happening. So uh, yeah, thirty-two miles down the street. Interesting movie. That was one that actually did also played at the Nightstream Festival that I attended, the online festival. And I skipped it because I knew that that shutter was going to have it, so I didn't. I didn't get a pass for it. Um, it's well done. It's really well made. It has a ton of production value. Um, I think it was a big release when it came out internationally. Uh, obviously not so much in the States, but it's worth checking out. It just felt a little bit long when I watched it. Got really good reviews. Yeah, it is. It's it's really well done, well made. It's The production value in it is really high. Like yeah, A lot of these uh, ones on here, they're basically saying uh, the creepiness feels good. Yeah. It's, um, that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, this person says this movie is a good night thriller for the entire family. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting and many jump scares. <laughs> I don't think I'll say for the entire family. Like, just sit, you just sit down with like your eight year old. You're like, <laughs> uh, um, uh, there's this other movie I watched called Action USA. It's from 1989. So Vinegar Syndrome actually just put this out on Blu-ray. I don't have the Blu-ray, but I rented this. Oh my god! It does not to cut you off. Yeah. This is this is what I get about people when they leave reviews. This is this is the person when you look up something on like Amazon and it's like, oh, ordered this, whatever it is, um, didn't work out of the box, didn't oh, know dude. that I had to use batteries, one star. You know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. person. Um, oh, no. 
this person uh-huh. said it was okay this movie would have been a lot better if i didn't have to read every line <laughs> like legit one one skull because they had to read everything <laughs> like I, especially on shutter they tell you at the top whether it's subtitled or not yeah they'll tell you where the movie don't from. watch it yeah jesus christ i love people like that they're great <laughs> All right, so then I also watched this movie called Action USA from 1989. You should look this one up and watch the trailer. Um, so it was kind of a lost movie for a while, I guess, and I saw that it was for rent through Kino. I watched the trailer, and I immediately had to watch it. Um, and then I saw that Vinegar Syndrome actually was releasing it on Blu-ray. They put it out last month. But uh, I, I might be able to watch it. It's Alamo Draft House. Yeah, I can hear it playing there. Um, so this movie this was is made on the Alamo Drafthouse website. Yeah, because they they did a, a run of it theatrically, so you could watch it there. But uh, it's basically it was made by a stunt guy. So this guy John Story, who's a stunt guy in a bunch of '80s movies, he made this action movie um, <clears throat> called Action USA, and it's like your typical kind of cliched FBI agents trying to find diamonds story, but. It's just filled with incredible car chases and stunt work. The acting is awful, but it's some of the best car chases I've probably seen in a long time. Oh, you just jumped a bus? Yeah, it's all legit stunt work, like jumping buses, crashing through houses, like people hanging out of cars, jumping out windshields. Oh, this dude looks like helicopters. a... Uh, kind of yeah. looks like a, uh, like a young, hip version of... Uh... James Franco. Like I, every time they got him from the side, I thought that's who it was. Uh, highly recommended if you like uh, like B movie action because um, it's the acting is awful and the story sucks, but the action sequences in this movie are so freaking good. The car chase—it looks good. Yeah, it is. It's it. The movie's a complete. I just blast. watched a car go under a tractor trailer truck and turn into a convertible. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'll definitely check this out. I just got I'm, an account with um, because I was going to rent something from Alamo because um, yeah. you can go in there and rent their shit, you know, and um, you you can buy it on there too. The only, the only thing I hate is you get all these websites like Alamo and stuff like that. And now I have to have an Alamo account and keep track of what I have in there. Like if I could just put it all right. in my Voodoo account or whatever, it'd be so much better. But um, what the hell did I, I was just looking something up and I had to start an account for something and I said, you know, I'm not even going to buy it. I'll just rent it. Mm-hmm. It was like $2 more to buy it, but I'm like, now I got to start an account. Keep track of what I was just so like if well, I had to... gave us the option to like move stuff around or give me a code so I could put it and keep everything together. It'd be a lot better. Well, I watched this one through Kino. So I had to set up an account with Kino because <laughs> yeah. Kino has a Roku app so I could watch it on Roku, you know, but it was just another account now that I have out there. Yeah, it's it's nuts. There's got to uh, be a way eventually to uh, combine everything. I mean, some of them do it. You know, like the like you can buy something through like Universal, right? And then just add it to Voodoo, so you don't. Yeah, that's what I did with um with the with the stuff that I got from Warner Brothers. It gave me the option to sign right. into my Voodoo account. And a lot of them do that, but I think they're like more independent places just don't so you have to have your own library with them and that's i agree it's super, super annoying um another shutter movie i watched blood vessel have you seen this one on there no 
don't All think right. I've heard of it. So uh, it's set in during World War II, Nazi, you know, Nazi Germany. And uh, a ship is shot down, and a bunch of survivors end up in a lifeboat. And they come upon a Nazi ship out in the middle of the ocean. So they climb aboard, and it looks like it's abandoned. But they end up finding, like, a bunch of dead bodies on board. And they find out that there's an ancient vampire that's locked up down in, like, the, the storage down below. And they release him into the ship. So it's like, uh, you know, World War II soldiers fighting uh, ancient vampires on a Nazi ship in the middle of the ocean. Um, pretty good, actually. Like, it, it's another one that feels like it loses some steam. Like, I started to lose my interest, and it's not a super long movie, so. Sounds a lot like, what the hell did I just watch? And I can't think of the name of it. <clears throat> like, all these soldiers, like, there's an English soldier, an Irish guy. Like, they all, during the war, they kind of met up with each other. And they wind up on a ship, and the ship has got a vampires on it. You sure it wasn't this movie? So. Because this, this one had, like, an Irish guy and a Russian guy. Uh, is there like a guy in the movie? He's constantly trying to find a pair of boots that fit. Yeah. All right. Then I've seen that. <laughs> and like the vampires, like they lock him behind the door. And then his yeah. wife, the vampire's wife comes out too. Yes. And there's a little girl. And there's little girls running around with the doll the whole time. But come to find yeah. out she's also a vampire. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I've seen this. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's why I forgot about it. Cause it wasn't that great. But Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, um, it's like it sounds like it should be really awesome. Like the, again, it's a movie where like the concept is really good. And then there's like the one dude who is trying to tell everybody else that, that little girl's a vampire, but doesn't speak English. Yes. Like the one guy who knows what's happening is like, what is that? Like, I, I don't know how to tell anybody or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. It, by the end, it's just, I was just kind of waiting for it to end. But I mean, yes. it's got some good, it's got some good stuff in it. This movie did another thing that bothers the shit out of me. And it's like, okay, we have found dead bodies. Let's keep it a secret. Mm -hmm. It's like those guys are like, we don't want to tell anybody that we've seen right. the dead bodies, right? right? So then a few minutes later, they're like, okay, well, let's split up. You go to the engine room. We're going to go over here and you go. It's like, isn't there more power with more people? Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. There's so no then, reason not to tell people. So, so they all split up. Then they all find, you know, like the captain's dead up in the, mm -hmm. you know, the ship or whatever. Then they find all the other dead bodies and they find the room with the gold that's also got the dead bodies in it. And then they right. find the vampire kit and then they come back out and they still don't tell anybody. They still want to split up. It's like, no, you know, something's going on now. Right. Like stick together. Get it makes the fuck no off sense. the ship. Yeah. And then a few minutes later, they're like, okay, let's split up. You go. It's like, no, you just did that. And it didn't work out. Like that movie does that too. That is, it's just, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yes, I did see that. I just didn't remember the name. Yeah. It's just not great. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, the last movie I'm going to mention, um, I watched Anything for Jackson, which is also on Shudder. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that. You haven't seen that one yet. They put it no. on maybe a month ago. Um, so, it's about this elderly couple who join a satanic cult in order to try to resurrect their dead grandchild in the form of an unborn child in, in, in the body of one of his patients, because he's a doctor. And uh, this, this one is actually pretty good. I would recommend it. 
Um, there's some like weird kind of dark humor in it because it's like these nice grandparents, right? Like these, this really nice old lady. And she's basically got this woman tied up in a bedroom in her house. And they're trying to impregnate her with a demon child. And everything goes wrong, right? Because they have no idea what they're doing. They're just like this elderly couple. And um, they bring in like the help of another Satanist, like this young guy. And it's, he like comes in and tries to help them do the ceremony and everything. And it's, um, everything goes wrong. And it's, uh, there's also some really good, like creepy moments in it. That's on Shudder too? Yeah, it's called Anything for Jackson. Uh, I would re- definitely recommend that one. Um, I've been watching a lot of Shutter lately. Me too. They just have so much stuff. It's like, I mean, I watch a lot of old stuff too, but like for the newer stuff, it's not all great. But when they get something that's that is good, I mean, now, like I told you, I watched a few things on Shutter that were absolute guard. Like they're like Shutter originals, and I'm like, eh, you're gonna do better. They suck. Yeah, it's. But for the most part, they got pretty much everything I would want to see in them. You know, especially with horror. Um, but yeah, find that one on there. I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, I just put it in my list. All right. <laughs> um, that's probably it. It's probably all I got for that. I mean, I've watched so much shit. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, I've watched a lot. I just haven't, um, for whatever reason, haven't been logging it. So that's something I'm going to. I logged going forth in the new year is really starting to log my stuff down. I loved everything this year. So, yeah, I'm at 520. I think I'm at like 68. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know I've, I've watched a lot more than 68. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, if you want to move on, I got to take a leak, though. So, uh, um, yeah. Can we just pause this real quick? Yeah. I was going to say, let's just pause it. Yeah. Pause it and then we'll come right back. Okay. Zoom. All right. We're back live. All right. uh, I had to go grab Miller Lite. His IPAs are starting to kick my ass like my fourth one. <laughs> Just drinking Budweiser, so they're seven, seven two. What? Wait, which ones are those? Uh, this is the uh, IPA double IPA Sea Hag. Yeah, I have one. I have I have bought those. I have one more left. I have those will hit you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I've had yeah four of these. There's three there. One. Of yeah, I've got one in the fridge. I drank two or three in one night, and yeah, you feel them. Plus, uh, so for Christmas I got uh, I got a the uh, handle of Jameson, and then somebody else bought me a 1.75 mm-hmm. of Jameson, and then my brother-in-law just bought me another 1.75 of Jameson, and I drank the handle myself in about three days. Like the only thing I was drinking, and I was, I was, I, I didn't have to go to work. I didn't have shit to do. I did what I had to do around the house, finish sheetrock and all that shit. Um, so that's all I've been drinking. <laughs> but yeah, no, I got most of the basement done. Just a little bit more left to do. Got to throw a bunch of shit away. I mean, you can see it behind me now. I got the, the yeah, walls I mm-hmm. got the, uh, It's funny because if you look, I don't know if you can see where I'm pointing. Nope. Yeah, sort of. Where the purple boxes on the wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that's that that's my that's the dartboard and it was green so the blue was supposed to be north carolina blue on the walls mm-hmm. and uh so i wore my north carolina sweatshirt and i was like all right and my favorite color is purple so i wanted the trim to be purple and then i wanted everything else to be north carolina blue right so i put it on i wore my sweatshirt matched it up to my sweatshirt and i was like all right this is gonna be good i'm painting it on it's looking great. I'm like, this is awesome. And then it dried that dark. Wow. I was like, that is not North Carolina blue anymore. <laughs> so um, now when you come down, I mean, I got a lot of, I got a lot of the posters and stuff up on the wall. I got some more stuff to hang up. Um, I got all the Atari stuff over here. I built a shelf for all the Atari games, all my Nintendo yeah. games. And then uh, I, I got that shelf behind me for the, uh, for the DVDs, which, yeah, I, I kind of resorted to deciding whether I wanted to display or put in a box. So I kind of picked right. and chose because I had so many. I was like, right. I'm going to need, you know, m- multiple shelves to house everything. So I kind of yep. put away what I really I knew I wasn't going to watch or I didn't. So I put um, so I have a sh- you know, like one shelf down here that I put all my Blu-ray on and then I have like a shelf of DVD on it. And then I put shelving in the attic. So I have all the DVDs. I had them boxed. Um, but I, I, you get tired of having them boxed up, you know? Yeah. So, so I put like, a bunch of shelving in the attic, put all the DVDs up there that work down here, and then I just swap them out when I want to watch. Dude, how the fuck do weathermen do this shit? So, like, where I'm pointing right now, that top shelf, <laughs> the entire top shelf is um, all Blu-rays. And then half of the shelf on the bottom are Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much the rest of that shelf is all my VHPS stuff. Right. Um, and then all of the DVDs I went down with. And then on the mm-hmm. bottom shelf is all like the box sets and all the collector's edition stuff. That's how I did mine. My yeah. uh, box sets are all on the bottom shelf. Yeah. Blu-rays are the top four shelves now. I mean, it's like my Blu-ray collection it just keeps growing. So... DVDs keep going up to the attic. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing is swapping things out. Like I have a couple yep. up there, like my on the top there, you can see like Scarface and stuff. That's the VHS. Right. And then oh, the right, DVD, yeah. the DVD I threw down the bottom, but the Blu-ray's up top. And then I displayed the collector's edition of Ghostbusters. And then I took the Ghostbusters DVD and threw it down bottom. Um right. shit like that. I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to keep out and what I didn't. So I wound up with like I think three, uh, you know, those like um, three of those uh, reusable grocery bags, just yeah. full of shit that I didn't put on the shelf. I threw that in the back room and then a small box of stuff. Yeah. So I'm getting there. Yeah, it's looking good. Yeah, I'm trying. It's <laughs> taking time. I got all the trim down. I got the walls done. The ceilings yeah. are next. And then I want to build over where my washing machine is because from where I'm sitting now um, is the opposite side of the room that we used to record on. I want to build a wall to block off the, the, the laundry room from here. Right now, I just got a curtain up. So we'll get all that done eventually, but it's getting there. Mm-hmm. So, all right. You want to get into some news? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we have got... Uh, something weird. Uh, Dave and Gordon Green discusses the exorcist sequel 
with mm-hmm. Blumhouse and Morgan Creek. Um, so this whole article, we'll kind of skim through it. So um, he brought back Michael Myers, you know, to the big screen. He's working on right. the Hellraiser TV series for HBO. Right. Yep. They approached him for an Exorcist movie. Now, this whole article is talking about the Exorcist movie and how it's going to be a sequel to the Exorcist movie. Right. Um, how he's going to be involved with it, what it's going to be. And then he is quoted saying, we can get back here. Um, he tweeted, there is not enough money or motivation in the world to get me involved with a new version of the Exorcist movie. <laughs> so I have seen a lot of this happening. Like, mm. I've seen a lot of people talking about the new, oh, there's going to be a new Exorcist movie, blah, blah, blah. This guy's yep. involved. And now he's saying, hell no, I'm not doing it. I'm assuming he must have said that in an interview, though, right? No, it says uh, he recently tweeted, there is not no, enough but- money. So I mean, he must have said that he was like the exorcist thing. It must have uh, come from him, right? Yeah, saying that he was going to do it? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, where would they get that he was going to do it if he's not going to do it? Right. I'm reading I'm reading now to see. Maybe it doesn't say. Maybe this was just, huh? It says. The yeah, observer- it doesn't. It says the Observer broke the news about the Exorcist uh-huh. sequel, reporting that Jason Blum, David Robinson, and James mm-hmm. Robinson will produce a new film. The Hollywood Reporter and Variety also shared the same news. Yeah. Meanwhile, recently tweeted, there is not enough money or motivation in the world <laughs> to get me involved in a new version of The Exorcist. So well, I guess, I mean, he can't do it now, can he? He can't very well say that. And then go and do the movie. And then go ahead and do it. Right. Um, yeah. I'm not so sure. I mean, Rob Zombie did it. Rob Zombie, he would never do Halloween and he did it. Yeah. Re- yeah, really. Um, not that we need <laughs> a... Uh, well, it says it's a sequel. No. I can, do a, I can do a sequel. All right. Might be nice. So how do you think they do the that? But not a remake. It better not be a remake. No, it sounds like they want him to do what he did with Halloween, which is pick up probably from where the first movie left off as a direct sequel to the first one, ignoring all the others. But I just don't, I think that it's, so here's the thing with Halloween, you know, there were, there were at least some decent sequels to Halloween because it's a slasher movie. So it's relatively easy to make a sequel, but how the hell do you make a sequel to the exorcist? I don't even know. I don't even know. Right? I mean, it's like... Unless it's just a continuation of the priest doing an exorcist. <laughs> how do you... Yeah, like, how do you do it? Like, you just I mean, they, on to the next they tried to do it in part two, and it didn't work. They did it. Part three is not bad, but it's, it's not really an exorcist movie. It's kind of something else. I don't know. It's like, I would want to... I wouldn't want, I, I mean, I don't blame him for saying he doesn't want to do it. It's, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. I mean, how, yeah. Outside how of a remake. Because you ain't going to get none of the original cast back at this point. No. <laughs> so. I don't think Linda Blair's doing it even. I don't know. Uh, Maybe. Well, Linda, Linda Blair might come back as a cameo. But yeah, I mean, cameo. most of that, most of that main cast has got to be deceased by now. 
Ellen Burstyn is still alive, but she's very, very old. <laughs> At least last I knew she was still alive, but she's very old. She's not going to be, I don't think she's going to be doing that movie. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what they were planning to do, but it'll probably just be one of those, let's cash in on the name. We'll, yes. we'll make something cash in on the name. Yeah, I mean, if Bloomhouse is, is, is producing it, it's possible it could be good, but I don't know, man. I don't know why they would want to take that on. I don't know. It doesn't give anything up about, like, it doesn't say anything about a plot or anything. It just says... I don't know. Blumhouse used to be the name for, you know, some modern-day shit, but they've been putting out a lot of garbage lately. Yeah. <laughs> they did do the Halloween 2018, which was okay. I didn't think it was as good as everybody else thought. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, what is it? What is Blumhouse? I guess. Well, they they own the X, the Hellraiser movies now, right? Yeah. Um, oh, they did the Happy Death Days. I mean, the first one was wasn't bad. Oh yeah, they do the Insidious movies. Huh? They put out that Invisible Man movie. That one was pretty good. The one that came out this earlier this year. Oh yeah, I saw that. I actually like it. Yeah, that was yeah. Blumhouse. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they're like mixed yeah, that all over the place. But then Actually, they put out like the Black Christmas movie that's supposed to be terrible. So I think they're just kind of like all over the place. Yeah, they are. Hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens, right? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, usually we hear about you know plots and stuff like that before it actually happens. So we'll be able to tell ahead of time. Yeah. All right. What else you got? I got um uh, there is an alien series developed um, in development for FX. Now, I heard that um, isn't hold on a second. So this here says, in a day chock full of uh, Star Wars announcements, Disney also had a big reveal for another franchise set in space as the company announced its Alien mm-hmm. series will be in works with FX. <coughs> Disney owns Alien? Yeah, Disney owns Fox. They bought Fox. Ah, uh, okay. That makes sense now. So they also uh, they also own the X-Men movies now. Um. They own Predator. They own a whole bunch of stuff now. Yeah. Yep. So um, this will be uh, written and executive produced by Ridley Scott. Which, you know, he also produces <laughs> Prometheus and Covenant, which are yeah. okay, but not great. Um, this is going to take place on Earth. I did think I, I saw that, right? Yeah, says, uh, yeah. FX is moving quickly to bring the audience the first television series based on the great science fiction horror classic ever made, Alien. Alien will be helmed by Fargo and Legion's Noah Howley, stepping into the creator, executive, producer, and chair. Um, FX is in advanced negotiations. The Academy Award winner, Ridley Scott, director of the first Alien sequel of Covenant, joined the project as an executive producer. Not set too far in our future. The first Alien story set on Earth by blending both. Timeless horror and alien film with nonstop action. 
It's going to be a scary throw ride and will blow people back into their seats. So I guess they're not counting Alien vs. Predator, right? Because both of those movies are set on Earth. Yeah, I think they're not going um, to acknowledge that those even happened. I mean, Alien 3 was supposed to be set on Earth and then they never did it. Um, I mean, I'm kind of interested to see what they do. Honestly. Yeah, me too. I now, think the thing, the thing with, now that I know it's Disney, because um, you watched The Mandalorian, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 three episodes into season two now. Um, so I yeah, I'm all, yeah, I've I've watched all the way up until the latest one. I got one more to watch, and I'm caught yeah. up. But yeah. the way that's shot, like because that's all done in real time, mm-hmm. it's it's absolutely amazing. So if anybody out there watches The Mandalorian, what you see on screen, the actors see on while it while they're acting, they're <laughs> seeing all that. Because it's not a green screen, it's a live screen. Right. So if they can do something like that with Alien, if they have that technology for that and they can do that with Alien, that would be amazing because I think that looks so much better than a green screen and an actor acting against something that's not there. Right. Plus, yeah, I was going to say the another thing that they do in in like The Mandalorian is most of those are, are actors in makeup or animatronics or whatever like they do have um cgi stuff too but if they can do alien back to the way it was done right up through yeah i mean up through the third movie fourth movie i guess too but you know like when 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 the mandalorian's walking through the desert and you see the desert behind him and the dunes and all that stuff right the actors also see that right it's basically a giant tv behind them Plus they, moving in the world they're moving and it's 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 amazing. Plus they see Jawas and Baby Yoda and because they're acting against actual physical things. Yeah. And and not tennis balls, you know, like um so yeah, if they could produce this with practical effects, you know men in suit kind of stuff like they did in the original series, it could be really good. Um yeah, I'm, I'm, this one I'm looking forward to. I think it has a lot of potential. I think the, the Alien franchise has taken a weird turn. So. Definitely could use a... Yeah, like, it definitely movie. has. Yeah, it could <laughs> use a look. Yeah. I definitely yeah. would watch it. Would yeah, watch it. yeah, they got to go back to, you know, especially like in the first one with the animatronics of the aliens and stuff. Um, you right. know, it, it, it would be a lot better because as it got on... It was kind of like that weird, it wasn't even animatronics. It was like, I don't know what the hell you would call it. People in a suit or some sort of a puppet, you know, it's. It yeah, but the, now it's, it's all CGI. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's just a cartoon. You know? Yeah. It's basically a person acting against a green screen and then right. it's just a puppet or whatever they're acting against. And then they just did digitally edit it in. It's just weird. I mean, they literally will hold up tennis balls and act yeah. against tennis balls. So, I mean, it's like, you know if they can bring it back to more the original kind of feel, plus this guy that's, you know, producing it worked on Fargo. Fargo was really good too. I saw the first two seasons of that and it was, it was really good. So there's also some talent behind it. Um, Yeah. That one, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. I think it could be really good. And Disney does know how to produce like, not everything they put out was great, but they they do know how to. It seems like they do know how to produce stuff like this and make it look really good. So, 
Yeah, no, I mean, Disney can definitely do it. They definitely have the money to do it. Yeah. You know, they definitely have the the scouts to go get people that will know how to do it, so. Hmm. Let's take the alien out of the show. What's the show about? What are the themes? Who are the characters? What's the human drama? Then we drop the aliens back in and we go. Hmm. Not only is there great human drama, but there's aliens. That was his pitch, apparently, so. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in on that. Hopefully it's good. Yeah, no. D- yeah, definitely. I love the Alien franchise. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right. Is that it for news? That's all I got for news, man. That's all I got. So I guess we can uh, move on to VFW. VFW. All right. Let me pull this up here. Oh my god! This this I don't know if I can't wait till I get my new phone. This thing is garbage. All right, well, like, I'll read I, like I'm clicking shit, dude, and like three objects next to it are opening, or I'm like I'm trying to scroll down and it's going up, and I mean it doesn't help that the entire screen is cracked. So, all right, um, um, yeah, if you got the synopsis, go ahead and read it because I don't. All right, no, I got it here, but go ahead and read it. Uh, VFW 2019. A group of old war veterans put their lives in the line to defend a young woman taking shelter in their local VFW post, who's running from a deranged drug dealer and his relentless army of drug-addled punks. Um, so this one we've known about for a little while, actually, because it had a lot of buzz coming out of some of the festivals. Yeah, remember when it hit uh, sort of video on demand initially, there was a lot of buzz. A lot of people were checking it out and a lot of positive reviews. Um, never got a chance to check it out. We even talked about it at one point. Gosh, I mean, it would be a year ago now. We talked about this movie and how we probably would cover it eventually. And, uh, you know, Shudder finally got the rights. And then you, you sort of messaged me and said, you know, we could maybe we could watch this. Um, and I was looking for an excuse to watch it. So the basic plot, though, I mean, the basic setup is it's a siege movie. So it's very similar to movies like Assault on Precinct 13. Yes, uh, very The original, much. right, Carpenter yeah. movie, or, you know, that was inspired by, like, Night of the Living Dead. This, um, this score, I also, the score in this actually reminded me of, like, John Carpenter. Yeah, so since I have it written down, like the score is an obvious carpenter throwback, but I, I think yeah. it works. I like it. It's it's a it's good. Um, it also reminded me a lot of movies like The Warriors, um, Class of nineteen eighty four, like those eighties gang movies. Yeah, um, this had a feel of a lot of things thrown all into one movie. It is. It's yeah. They they took. Sort of, it's like an homage to all these. I think primarily to like '80s gang movies, but there's a lot of '70s homage in there too. And I said like the the movie opens with one of those like um, I'm gonna call it a scroll, but it's like you know in the near future this drug has you know taken over the streets and you know this many people are addicted to it and this and that. And that's very much something you would have seen. In like class of 1999 did it or sold on Precinct 13 or like you do these setups of like in the near future you know the streets are riddled with crime and there's drugs everywhere so they 
they immediately kind of set it up as an 80s exploitation throwback. And, um, you know, it kicks in with the music and it does feel like, you know, I think they pull off really well that tone and I think they maintain it really well throughout. Like, it works as a pretty solid homage to like 80s gang movies, you know, movies like Tenement, you know, like these movies that we've talked about. And then, you know, like right down to the outfits, like how the gang members are dressed, like the leather and the spikes and the hair. And it's all of it's like non-realistic. Nobody actually looks like that ever, but it's, it's how we envisioned gangs to look in eighties. And I like the, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, because like like gritty New York City type feel. Yeah, um, Death Wish Three had had game. Yeah, runners. and it, like so, everybody that's in the VFW, uh, like character wise, mm-hmm. are all kind of different, which I really liked. You had yes. the like the level headed guy. Uh, you had Sorry. like Crease. Um, he was pretty amazing. He's kind of a tough guy, but at the same time, doesn't want to fight. He wants to try to talk his way out of it. Cause mm-hmm. he's like, I'm a, I'm a used car salesman. Um, you, and then yeah, you, and have, I like, you got the Tim, I wrote, I wrote down like he, um, well, I don't remember what the character's name was. I didn't write it down, but, uh, he's from, uh, karate kid. Right. Yeah. So, um, Cobra Kai. And I wrote down like he always has to play. He always plays like kind of an asshole, right? But uh, I like he's he's he still manages to like completely stand out in this. As I don't, he's like he's playing a character he always plays, but he does such a good job at it. <laughs> you know, it's like he's still kind of likable, even though he's a complete dick. Like, yeah, he's a salesman, right? Like he's the guy you hate. You absolutely hate him. The guy that was level-headed, that was the bartender, right? You're talking about? Yeah, yeah. He was great. Yeah, and you know, I looked um, him. So his name is Stephen Lang. Yeah, you had him. Um, I have no idea. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just had a thing pop on my screen that said my internet is unusable. <laughs> no, I can still hear you. Okay. Um, yeah, you had him, then you had like the, you know, uh, we can come back to him. Then you had the stoner. Um, then you, then you had the obnoxious guy who just wanted to go party and take that guy to the strip club. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you had the newbie, like the new military guy who, you know, just came home, who was level, you know, kind of level headed, but at the Mm -hmm. same time was still kind of, you know, looking for action. Like each character in that VFW had their own personality. Right. It was great. Yeah, totally agree. They're all like broadly drawn. So like you said, they all kind of have like their defining characteristic. But it works for this kind of movie because you have broadly drawn villains. You know, like you kind of need these big personalities that all have different traits that are easy to identify. And um, a couple things that I want to note about the cast specifically was so William Sadler, he plays Walter Reed. He's the one that almost makes it to the end, right? Yeah. Ends up dying in a truck. To me, he's probably, I think he's the best one in the movie. Um, the guy's almost unrecognizable. Like, 
So he's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, I f- he got like real chubby. Right, but did, yeah. was that on purpose or was that? I, I don't know. I just feel like he was just out for a while. He's like, ah, fuck it. I made some money. I'm just gonna. But he's he's just... in the new Bill and Ted movie because he plays Death, right? And he was Death in yeah. Bogus Journey. So he's and I've seen stills of him as Death, and he doesn't. He looks the same in that. And that would have been right around the same time. Hmm. So I'm like, did he? Did he? Is he actually like? Yeah, he got a little schlubby in this. But um, I really liked his character. There's something about him that I yeah, thought. no, he was great. He was really and great. then Fred Williamson, like the part uh, when he goes out with the guy and he's like, he's even though he like literally there wouldn't be a movie if they did what he wanted to do. He, all he wanted to do was take him to the strip club. He wanted <laughs> yeah. to take him out for his birthday, mm-hmm. and he was just he's kind of like the I just want to get wasted and have fun guy. But when mm-hmm. it comes down to it. We're going to kick some, like when he's in the truck and then the other guy comes out and he says, is this thing going to run? He's like, it'll run because I tell it to run. Like, he's just confident that he can get that, you know, he's just so Mm -hmm. confident. Uh, But at the same time, you don't think that of his character, which is, whoever wrote the characters is great. Like, they're just really great characters. Yeah. um, I thought the, no, it's not the director. So I just checked and somebody else, two other guys wrote it. But him, I really liked his character. And then Fred Williamson, um oh yeah well he's still recognizable that's what i was gonna say he's like always exactly the same yeah i mean just uh, a little older but always the same (laughs) i have a question i missed it i I don't know if i looked away but near the end of the movie well two two questions near the end of the movie does he snort a big pile of drugs did i miss Uh, that oh um which character Fred Williamson. You no, know, I think he does. Yeah, yeah. When it when, when he, he does, goes back right? into and then, the BFW. Okay, so that's my question number one. Because I turned away and I was like, "Yeah, he yeah. does, right?" Like he goes he takes back a bunch in. of drugs before. They don't. They don't show. My it. second question. They don't show it, but like when he comes back in, and then the other guy's got the drugs or whatever, and then he kind of goes down and then pops back up. I'm pretty yeah. sure he, he just like snorted a line or whatever it was, and yeah. I feel like he did a bunch of the drug. Yeah, like it's part of the character. My second question for him is again, jump into the end. It's like, how did he die in the movie? Remember when he God, dies watched, at the end? At first, it's a fake out. Uh, I watched this twice and now I don't remember. He, he just, all of a sudden, he's just dead at the bar and I don't know. I don't know how he died. Maybe it's from the Because I don't think they ever, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe from the drugs. Because I like don't remember them showing him actually get injured. It was minor, but I was like, how the fuck? Because at first they walk in and he, they think he's dead. And then he's like, I ain't dead yet. And I'm like, okay, but that's why it was a fake out. But then he actually is dead. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. Um, another guy, David Patrick Kelly. So he's the one. And they lay him out on the bar. Do you know, do you know who he is? Who that actor is? Who? You, you broke up. Sorry, um, David Patrick Kelly. So he plays the guy that gets cut up early and they lay him out on the bar and he's bleeding out. Oh, the stoner. Yeah, yeah. Do you know who that actor is? No. Did you ever see The Warriors? Yeah. He's the head of, he's the leader of the gang that's trying, that frames the Warriors. You know, you know, the whole time, like, because I mean, all of these guys were pretty recognizable in something. Yes. And him the whole time I'm going, what I never looked it up, but I was like, what is he from? He looks really 
like the way he was like his so, movements, the way he was like acting. Yeah. Yeah, he's been around forever. He's the one that that was like chanting warriors come out and play near the end of the movie. Warriors. He was also Yeah, that's him. He was also in um uh, the crow. He's one of the gang members in the crow that that Brandon Lee hunts down. He's been in the top I've I've only seen that like once or twice. And I uh I didn't recognize him at first. Actually once I looked him up I was like oh oh shit. Like I can't believe that's the same guy. And then uh George Went randomly shows up in this movie. From Cheers. I didn't catch that. George Went. So George Went is remember the guy that like he's one of the first ones that dies. He's like the overweight guy, the heavy set guy. And he walks out of the bar and then he just gets like side side swiped or whatever and he gets killed. Yeah. He was in Cheers. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't catch that at all. Yeah, he was uh he's like uh what was his Norm? He played Norm in Cheers. Uh, it's like the only thing I know him from. And then I think those, and then I think too that, so the other guy you mentioned, the guy that's like the young. Yeah. I think that might be Fred. You there? Yeah. I just have this that keeps popping up saying your internet connection is unusable. I mean, you're completely frozen on my screen, but. Can you still hear me? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I think that that guy might be Fred Williamson's actual son, though. I couldn't confirm it, but they have the same last name. Let me see if that's what it is. I know this looks like shit, but I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, oh, in real life, it's a son? I think so. Like, because his name is Tom Williamson. And I was looking, I couldn't find any confirmation that he was, but. Martin Cove's son is also in this movie. So I thought maybe like, uh, you know, yeah, they, I don't they even know what his name is in real life. Tom Williamson. Obviously Fred Williamson. So I'm wondering if he's his son. Um, uh, yeah. See, I switched over to the other. Why is yours so clear? How do you get that clear? I don't know. I mean, I got a, my work laptop, so it's, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I look like I'm in a, like, I'm just black. Like, I mean, <laughs> and I have this weird beam of light above me. And like, it looks like you're like, clear. you're like one, like in a hacker movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I got the hood and shit on just in the dark. <laughs> yeah, this no, is my work laptop. So I, I mean, it's, it's almost brand new. I got, they sent me a brand new machine this year. So it could just be oh. high camera. Yeah, I don't know. When I click on it, I can either click my phone, which is 1080p, which is what I was running before when I kept freezing, or 1.3 megapixel HD camera, which I'm assuming is on the laptop. <laughs> 1.3 megapixels, bro. I don't know, man. I just... Mine has to be high quality for work, so they give us good camera. Uh, all right, let's see if anyway. that changes my internet problems. I just, I just keep having this thing that goes across the entire screen. I keep saying that across Zoom anyway. Yeah, it's annoying, huh? All right, so um, do you know what his name is? Who is the... Tom Williamson is the actor. He played uh, um, Sean Mason. And I'm trying to figure... I've been trying to figure out if he's Fred Williamson's kid. <laughs> 
Well, Fred Williamson, I'm on, I'm on uh, Letterboxd. Oh, I see him right here. Tom Williamson. Um, he was in a few things. Yeah, he's been in a few things. Oh my god, now I got an AT&T ad. There we go. No, it says on IMDb he only has three sons. Fred, Frank, and Jeff. So just coincidence. It's a coincidence they have the same last name. Um, no, it says parents are Shelly Brazier mm -hmm. and Tom Williamson. So he's a junior. Interesting. All right. Anyway. Um, um, well, let's see if... Um, What's the other one's name? Uh, Willie or um, why am I trying to blank on his name? Jesse Coat. Well, who are you trying to see? George Wen? No, no, the old school actor. Um, the one that you thought was his dad. I'm trying to think of his first name. Fred Williamson. Fred. There we go. It's weird because when you punch that into Google, that's the first thing that comes up. No, really? Yeah. I'm not the only person that thought it. Uh, Fred Williamson. No, it doesn't say they're related. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, it says VFW's Tom Williamson talks to us about working with Joe Joe Bezos. What the hell does Joe Bezos have to do with us? Joe Bezos. Oh, be <laughs> I misread that as I was clicking it. Yeah. Um, in VFW, yeah, no, it, there's an interview with him talking about. It. He doesn't say that like he's related or hey, working with you know uncle or pops or whatever. But all right. hmm. anyway, that's all I got to say about the cast. But it was, I think, it's kind of um, impressive that they got who they did. I mean, it's like, like you said, even that guy Stephen Lang, um, the bartender, he's really good in this, and he's been in a ton of stuff. Like he was in, did you see the movie um, Don't Breathe with the kids that break into the house and there's the blind guy in the house? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's he's yeah. the blind guy in that, the one that's like haunting him down in the house. I mean, he's just been in, he has 131 acting credits. So to take this on, I mean, he must have, there was something about this specific movie, obviously, that he wanted to do. He doesn't need to take this role, but he takes it. Yeah, and I mean, I, the the gore in this is amazing. Oh, I was going to mention that too. Like the standout outside of the cast is the freaking gore. In this yeah, movie. you have a great cast, and then and then it just turns wicked gory. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, it's like super violent. Like the, the number of heads that just get crushed on like knees or under feet, like yeah, the ground or like people getting cut up with saws, machetes. Heads blown off with shotguns. I mean, it's like it, yep. it is. Guys get hit believe. with and squished by trucks. <laughs> yeah, I could not believe how violent this movie was. It is like, and it's just a constant stream of like gang members getting sliced and diced by these by this these movie, veterans in this bar. This movie did do one thing. It's a pet peeve of mine. What's that? When the head gang member, when you find out that. They killed his brother in the VFW. Um, and he's standing, you know, out 
across the street at the movie theater or whatever it is over there. And he pulls out the revolver. And I was like, <laughs> what are you going to do with an unloaded revolver? Because you, when you have a revolver, you can always tell if it's loaded or not. You can see through the cylinder. And um, as soon as I thought that, he shoots the guy. And I'm right. like, oh, you're going to shoot him with an unloaded revolver. Just put a blank in there or maybe like a little piece of paper, like something in the end to make it look like there's a bullet. And then I'll be happy. You just you can't show me an unloaded revolver and start pulling the trigger. Super annoying. But every movie does that for some reason. I don't know why. Probably because they don't want to shoot blanks. On that like guy, that. the guy you're talking about. Um, I mean, that's you know, that's how. And they know they know that the majority of audiences aren't going to notice that. No. <laughs> but, I would never notice that. You know. So. Um, but no, the, the gore is great. The score, the acting, um, the, mm -hmm. I love it. I, I, I don't want to give, I don't want to go too much into it. People haven't seen it, but the way the ending winds up is really cool. Like you expected yeah. to, I don't know if you expected to go one way, but you're like, Oh, it could go this way, but the way it actually ends is really, really fucking cool. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's also the kind of movie where um, like everybody kind of gets what they deserve in the end, you yeah. know. It's it's and and maybe the people you think are gonna make it don't necessarily make it, or um, yeah, it uh, it does a lot of things right. I found very little about this movie that I didn't like, you know, um, like. We, we talked about a movie last time that the pale door where it's similar in a lot of ways, you know, like this sort of group of, of guys or whatever that are under siege by this just force of, in this case, it's gang members, but, and they have to kind of band together to try to survive the night. But this movie, what it does so much better is obviously the acting was stronger, but it looks good. You yeah. know, like it, the colors look good. The costumes yeah, the, look I, That's good. one thing I was going to mention before when you were talking about it in the beginning is the way mm -hmm. this, the way they colored this. Right. It, it, it's, it's got, got lots that, of blues and red. It, it's it looks got like that, neon. Yeah, know? it's got like that 80s um, mm -hmm. kind of neon feel, to, especially when they yes. keep switching from the VFW to outside. And you kind of got like the neon lights and stuff like that kind of yep. glowing and it's great. <clears throat> it's it's really good. This is definitely like yep. So, worth so like a watch. Is... Beyond a watch. <laughs> I watched this twice before this show. It's definitely worth a watch. Not everyone I, I think this is like it deserves all the attention it got. It's just kind of like a low budget exploitation movie. It works really well. It, it really does. <laughs> Um, it's no surprise that it stood out as, as much as it did and had that much buzz because I think it earned it. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, definitely. Definitely check this out if you haven't seen it. It is on Shutter. It is, yeah. Another so, good one on Shutter. Yeah. With a lot of the crap that they've been pushing out, this is a kind of a breath of fresh air. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy that they got it because uh, it means they didn't have to pay for it and it was that's a good one. So. All right. Anything else? Uh, 
no, that's it. Uh, we'll be back with something. So. All right. Yeah, you, you're you completely froze on me. I saw you talking, but you didn't say anything. All right. Well, I just said I don't have anything else, but uh, okay. we'll come up with the watch. We'll come up with something to watch next time. Yeah, no, we'll um, see. Just don't know and, if that's going to be yet, but um, that's it. Yeah. No, like we said, it's a lot easier with Zoom, so we can figure something out, and we will be back. Cool. And then I got to figure out why I look like I'm in like a hideout. <laughs> Like, I literally it's look weird. like I'm, like, Team Rocket over here. Just, it looks like, really weird. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I tried the other one, but I think it's sucking my Wi-Fi down, so. Yeah, because I'm, like, beautifully lit. You know? Yeah, you got, like, this awesome Christmas tree behind you. Like, I can tell the color <laughs> of your shirt. It looks great. I have, like, half a face and a poster. <laughs> that's all I see. And, like, a beam of light coming down by my head. Yeah, that's weird, too, that one beam of light. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, oh, dude, how do? No, it goes in front of me. That's oh, weird. That's All right. I mean, not that it's a big deal, but that's as long as the audio works. That's really All right, so yeah, we'll hook up and um, figure out the next show. All right, sounds good.